And maybe a little less drama this year too, Nispa? Cleo clinked glasses again. Cheers, Devin smiled in agreement. Less drama would be nice. Both of them glanced at the puncture mark still healing on Devin's wrist. The thin sleeves on her dress couldn't fully hide the red scar that might never fade. But this is exactly what the doctor ordered, right? Cleo said as if speaking louder would keep their heads from going there. The night Devin was working hard to forget. There. The realization that they had drawn out a murderer. There. The memory that Eric Hutchins has killed his own younger brother, Hutch. There. Devin finally accepting the loss of her first love. The guy that all future guys would be compared against. There. Knowing Eric was behind Hutch's death, didn't bring Devin the satisfaction she had hoped for. Whatever answers Hutch was looking for, they were beyond Devin's reach. All she could do now was let go. Let it all go. Cleo flicked a nail against Devin's glass. Got somewhere else to be? Devin fought to stay present, but the storm cloud of thoughts kept swirling, building pressure in her head, as they always did. Eric Hutchins had murdered his only brother, universally loved, to protect his share of the land on the Keaton Hill. And their grandfather, Reed Hutchins, had warned Devin of an impending battle between the Hutchins and Dover families. But why? Eric Hutchins and Maya Dover had been hiding their relationship, naturally because of Maya's pregnancy. When Devin confronted Maya with what she knew about Eric, their age, Maya, still under 18, seemed to be the least of Maya's worries. The battle between their two families loomed largest. Devin still didn't understand how that was possible. If she were pregnant in high school, the last thing she'd care about was her family history. Then again, she didn't come from a family with history like Maya's, or like Cleo's, for that matter. Devin still felt like she had blinders over her eyes so she could only see the small bits of information in front of her. There was so much more on the periphery. Every time she turned her head to get a better look, the most vital parts remained just out of her vision. Whatever it was, whatever this elusive thing that had divided two families, pitted brother against brother, whatever it was, Hutch had died for it. This is great, really. Devin forced herself to respond. Although, I'm going to start thinking that all champagne is supposed to taste like this. She took a big sip, resisting the dry tickle of bubbles behind her nose. Doesn't it? Cleo laughed. Okay, so, what's the game plan? The bartender on the lower deck is totally cute, and we had a little eye contact moment. But did you see that cater waiter in the entertainment room? Devin could only laugh, too. Entertainment room? This whole yacht is one big entertainment room. Was that the room with the spiral staircase? No, try to keep up. The entertainment room had the pinball machine and the eight-foot flat screen? Right, how could I forget? No, seriously. The waiter walking around with the tuna tartare. I'm a total sucker for a guy with dimples. And tartare. Say tartar one more time, Devin said. Tartar, 
Cleo shrugged. Why? I just wanted you to hear yourself. Devin broke into a fit of giggles. You're avoiding the subject. We've got to find someone to kiss at midnight, or else our year will be boyless. It's a New Year's rule or curse. I don't know which. I thought you already had a boy. More than ever, Devin envied Cleo's lightness, her ability to float between people and places without getting stuck or bogged down in anyone else's sticky issues. Bodhi? Cleo took a long swig of her champagne. Yeah, he's been fun, but he's not here, is he? And we need to appease the gods of New Year's Eve. Must kiss a boy at midnight or be forever cursed. Drink up. Devin couldn't help but look around just in case. Are you sure you're...